0: Come on, everybody! Here we go! Off to the Magic Kingdom! Hello, and welcome to the most magical place on Earth. I'm Lauren Passell, lifelong Disney scholar and founder of Tink Media, which I named after Tinkerbell, who you can see at one of the original Magic Kingdom rides, Peter Pan's Adventure. But before I get ahead of myself, a quick note about how this episode works. If you download the Circa app, you'll find notes on all the places I mention in this Disney World guide, which means you don't have to take notes while you're listening and can sit back and relax. If you're not listening in the Circa app, get your pencils ready. I'm about to tell you how to get the most out of your Magic Kingdom experience. Let's go. Circa, love the world you live in, and we'll help you explore it. Welcome to the Magic Kingdom. Conceived by Walt Disney himself, the Magic Kingdom was the first of four theme parks to be built at Walt Disney World, and it opened on October 1st, 1971. Inspired by Disneyland in California, the Magic Kingdom transports visitors to a world of fantasy and imagination. The park boasts over 40 attractions and is divided into six enchanting lands. Main Street USA, Adventureland, Frontierland, Liberty Square, Fantasyland, and Tomorrowland. Standing 189 feet tall, Cinderella Castle is the centerpiece and symbolizes the magic that awaits within. The Magic Kingdom has been captivating visitors for decades. My mom went when she was a little girl, And now we go together. I go a lot, at least once a year, and there's always something new to discover. So if you've never been, or if it's been a while, buckle up, Buttercup. Consider this your pixie dust sprinkling. A Day at the Magic Kingdom. The Magic Kingdom is best for kids, or adults like me, who are really kids at heart. It offers fewer thrill rides, more classical attractions, like Pirates of the Caribbean and Space Mountain, is pretty easy to navigate, and offers tons of play areas for little ones. Because it's the smallest park in Walt Disney World, it covers 142 acres or so, it's the easiest to navigate if you're toting around strollers or traveling in big groups, especially if your big group contains older people. Fantasyland in particular was made for little kids. How long you want to spend in the Magic Kingdom depends on how many little ones are in your party. If the kids are the stars of the trip, you might want more than one day if you can afford it. If you're with adults, definitely don't miss it. Like I said, it's iconic and you'll feel flooded with nostalgia and find a renewed connection with your inner child. You might even find yourself sporting a crown, goofy hat, or mouse ears. main street usa the first thing you'll see when you enter the gates of the magic kingdom is main street usa which captures the essence of an early 20th century american town and is a straight shot to cinderella's castle it doesn't have any rides but there's a lot to do a lot of food to eat and lots of places to shop If you don't feel like making your way down the whole street, but want to buy a souvenir, do not miss the Emporium. On the left side of the street, one of the most fabulous shops on the entire property. You'll find everything from clothes to toys to collectibles, kitchenware, jewelry, and more. Looking for something sweet? Go across the street to Main Street Confectionery, where you can buy candy of all kinds, plus cookies, cupcakes, fudge, Rice Krispie Treats, and caramel apples. A few shops down, you'll find a Starbucks if you need your venti mocha latte. Adventureland Adventureland is home to one of the most famous and oldest attractions in the park, the Pirates of the Caribbean, which takes you on a boat ride through a Spanish town being ransacked by pirates who are actively in combat, playing the banjo, getting drunk with pigs, and getting chased around by women residents. Fun fact, originally the pirates were chasing the women around, but it was reversed when Disney received criticism that this was hinting at, um, something inappropriate for children. The boat is slow and easy, though there's a teensy dip, and we'll all leave together singing the ride's iconic song. Yo ho, yo ho, a pirate's life for me. We're beggars and blighters and all cads. Drink up, me hearties, yo ho. I but for love by our mommies and dads. Drink up, me hearties, yo ho. Adventureland is your portal to exotic and far-off places. The Enchanted Tiki Room plops you into a Polynesian-themed show featuring singing birds, tikis, and an extremely catchy theme song. Everyone can experience the Tiki Room, and it's great if you need a cool place to rest your feet and escape the Florida heat. Near the entrance to the Tiki Room, you can buy a taste of Disney's famous Dole Whip, a sweet and tangy, pineapple-flavored soft-serve dessert. It's vegan, too. The Magic Carpets of Aladdin is a circular, spinning ride where you board flying carpets inspired by Aladdin. Just like Dumbo the Flying Elephant, you have control over the ups and downs of your individual carpet. The most popular ride of the land? Jungle Cruise, a slow-moving boat ride through the jungle. While making your way through temples, past animatronic wildlife, and the jungle residents, your skipper, or the guy who steers the boat, is always ready to crack you up with cheesy, family-appropriate, jungle-themed jokes. Like, while passing under a waterfall, he'll say, and now, the moment you've all been waiting for, the backside of water. See, I told you, it was cheesy. My mom and I go every visit and it's a different experience every time because you get a different skipper every time. Disney's original concept for this ride included real animals, but due to logistics, they went with animatronics. Maybe this is what inspired Animal Kingdom's Kilimanjaro Safari. Frontierland. Frontierland is Disney's version of the 19th century American Wild West. There are a few thrilling rides here. First, Tiana's Bayou Adventure, the princess and the frog themed ride that is replacing Splash Mountain. Now, Splash Mountain was the ride for Disney's Song of the South, which is a 1946 film that has been long criticized for romanticizing the post-Civil War South. It's very problematic. Tiana's Bayou Adventure won't open until late 2024, but its architecture will probably be similar to Splash Mountain, which means there will be a tall, exhilarating drop that might be scary for young riders and will definitely get you wet. And say cheese, they're taking your picture while you go down the drop. The Big Thunder Mountain Railroad is a roller coaster that takes you through a fictional mining town called Tumbleweed, set in the American Southwest, during the Gold Rush era of the late 1800s. This here's the wildest ride in the West. Or so they claim. And riders must be at least 40 inches tall to ride. Liberty Square, which evokes the colonial era of the United States, is home to the Hall of the Presidents, which is a 25-minute show that might be a snooze fest for little kids and a rage fest for anyone who doesn't feel like seeing a Donald Trump animatronic. There's also the Liberty Square Riverboat, a paddle wheel steamship you can ride around the rivers of America. And near the riverboat, you can get access to this raft that will take you to Tom Sawyer's Island, this adventure place full of trails, caves, bridges, and play areas. It's made to look just like Mark Twain's The Adventures of Tom Sawyer. If there's one thing not to miss in Liberty Square, it's The Haunted Mansion, a classic that first opened in 1969. The Haunted Mansion is a dark, slow-moving, mildly frightening ride through a labyrinth of haunted chambers. After a visit through a stretching lobby, you'll board your doom buggy, which takes you to a grand ballroom with dancing ghosts, staircases to nowhere, a seance, a spooky graveyard, and more. Now here's something I bet you didn't know. At one point, you'll meet Constant Hatchaway in the attic scene, and as you ride through, hearing about Constance and all of her axed husbands, you eventually leave the attic as your doom buggy turns around and you fall backwards into the graveyard scene. Now, some say that this is symbolizing guests falling or jumping or being pushed out of the attic backwards to their deaths. So technically, anyone who visits the Haunted Mansion leaves as a ghost. After that scene, you go to the graveyard to party with a bunch of ghosts. Now, this is different than previous ghost scenes in the mansion, because before, they were further away trying to scare you. So what do you think? Are you buying this fan theory? I love it. As the tour comes to an end, Guests exit through not a door, but a crypt. Because you're dead, remember? Now, this is just a fan theory that has not been confirmed, but I still love it. The Haunted Mansion is open to all ages and sizes, but it might give nightmares to tiny travelers. If you download the Play Disney Parks app, you can earn digital achievements for experiencing attractions and entertainment, including the Haunted Mansion. You can also earn achievements for playing games and other fun activities, both in the parks and at home. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. edu/podcast Fantasyland Fantasyland is where you'll want to spend most of your time if your party includes kids or toddlers. It is overrun by strollers. Packed with friendly, nostalgic rides and attractions, Fantasyland is open to all ages and sizes. The Mad Tea Party lets you sit inside a self-twirling oversized pastel teacup set to music from Disney's animated classic, Alice in Wonderland. For a wild ride, turn that wheel real fast. But if dizziness is not your cup of tea, you can turn slowly or not at all and simply enjoy the ride. I can report that kids love to do the spinning. The family-friendly Dumbo the Flying Elephant takes you on a high-flying, circular journey that actually gives you pretty picturesque views of the park. It's especially enchanting at night when the ride and its surroundings are illuminated. Guests use a lever to make their Dumbo go up or down, and riders feel like they're soaring through the air, just like Dumbo in the movie. It's only a few minutes long, so if your little one is scared, it'll be over soon hot tip. Halfway in the wait line, there's a huge play area for kids, and sometimes I think they have more fun there than on the ride itself. You don't need me to tell you about It's a Small World, do you? Created for the 1964-1965 New York World's Fair and personally overseen by Walt Disney in support of UNICEF, It's a gentle 10-minute journey through all seven continents and where you can hear one of the most well-known songs of all time on repeat and repeat and repeat. The song was written by Academy Award-winning brothers Richard and Robert Sherman, who were hard at work on Mary Poppins to create a single song that could be sung by audio animatronics in multiple languages. Disney designer and seamstress Alice Davis sewed costumes for the more than 300 dolls, using authentic materials for each region's traditional attire, like silks for the saris of India and wool for the Scottish bagpiper. The distinctive art is thanks to Mary Blair, whose colored paper collages makes you feel like you're sailing through a kid's book. If you've been to the Grand Canyon Concourse and the Contemporary Resort, you'll see a huge mural near the monorail that runs through the resort. That mural was created by Mary Blair, too. Mickey's Phil Har Magic is an attraction that I think often gets overlooked, but I never miss it. It's especially good if you want someplace to rest your feet, because it's a 3D movie that takes place in Concert Hall, which has seats. Inside, you'll find a 150 foot wide, 180 degree wraparound screen where you get to watch an exclusive short, animated with all your favorite Disney characters and songs mashed together in one story. Worlds of Beauty and the Beast, The Little Mermaid, The Lion King, Peter Pan, and more collide. It's almost too much fun for me to handle. Peter Pan's flight was operational on opening day in 1971 and it's a classic ride I wouldn't miss. Riders board a flying ship that makes them feel like they're soaring over all the scenes from Disney's animated film, Peter Pan. There are a few other rides in Fantasyland, The Mini Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, formerly Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, and Under the Sea, Journey to the Little Mermaid. Maybe it's because I stan Little Mermaid so hard and my expectations were way too high, But I found this one to be a bit of a snooze fest. But hey, it wasn't made for me. It was made for your kids. They'll probably love it. Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland is where you'll find the futuristic and space-themed world, home to Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger Spin, an interactive dark ride where guests use laser blasters to nail targets and score points, Tomorrowland Speedway, a family-friendly ride where guests can drive miniature race cars on a racetrack, Carousel of Progress, an animatronic show that highlights technological advancements over the ages, and Astro Orbiter, which is basically Dumbo the Flying Elephant with rockets, though I must say, I think it's a bit scarier. All personnel clear the launch platform. All personnel clear launch platform. Tomorrowland is home to the classic Space Mountain, a speedy indoor roller coaster that takes you on a journey through outer space. The two and a half minute ride is in almost complete darkness and full of twists and turns. It can actually be a bit jerky and stomach-dropping, but it doesn't go upside down. Riders must be 44 inches tall, and if you really love it, you might want to go twice. Because while you're waiting, the line splits in two and you have to choose right or left, which takes you on two different tracks. Sit in the back of the rocket if you want a wilder ride, and press your feet to the sides of the car if you want some stability, I've noticed that helps. The restraint is a T-bar, which makes it super secure, but it might be a little uncomfy for larger riders. A few rides, including Space Mountain, offer the Rider Switch program that will allow a Disney cast member to chaperone a little one while you ride. So, if you really want to go and your kids don't, you still can. Check the My Disney Experience app to see which other rides offer this. And even if it doesn't, it can never hurt to ask. It's Disney World, the happiest place on earth. Magic Kingdom tricks. I have already shared tons of tricks with you, but I'm gonna throw in a few more. If you're at the park entrance and don't feel like walking all the way to the back, Board the Walt Disney World Railroad, which is not just a 20 minute, 1.5 mile scenic round trip tour that's an odd to Walt's lifelong passion for trains. There are also stations in Frontierland and Fantasyland, so you can get to those spots without lifting a finger or your legs. If you want to see a parade, get your spot way before it starts. People start lining up for those things more than an hour before. During the parade, since tons of people will be waving to Mickey, lines will be a teensy bit shorter, but it also might be harder to walk across the park if you want to cross over where the parade is running. Finally, and this applies to all of the parks, if you have really young kids, maybe show them videos of live characters now before you go. They might need to get used to the idea that Mickey is six feet tall most kids expect characters to be small enough to fit into their pockets or at least on a TV screen. Good night from the Magic Kingdom. Every single night when the Magic Kingdom is about to close, a show called Happily Ever After takes over the sky with fireworks, music, projections, and storytelling. It's an emotional experience and a great way to cap off your day, but it's also a wink from Disney. They're ready for you to leave. It's their version of, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. How's that fairy dust feeling? I hope, after listening to this episode, you feel excited enough to fly. That's what Disney World should feel like. Remember to check out the other episodes in this guide for information about Epcot and Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom, as well as all the magical things there are to eat in Disney World. In the Circa app, I've listed all the places I talk about in this episode, along with maps and notes. Plus, you can listen to the Circa guides for places like Paris and New York and so many more. Circa. Love the world you live in and we'll help you explore it.